In my home, sweet home, I keep chrome next to my bones Alters my walk to limping Since I love the feel, I guess I'm passionately pimping It is what it seems, that thing imprinting through the seam of my jeans By all means, lost it all from life to love But my faith in my money helped me rise above See, I turned to the Lord when them times got tough Bully through the streets, powder I pushed and shoved And it's over Jenny, out of ten niggas, nine a guinea No money, all they know is gimme, got semis waiting Heat like Caribbean summers, I've been there Each year, a different bitch wonder Who wins, she gon' fall under Push your mouth, guns or grimes With me, with thoughts of fucking them cross of mine Look ma, that's right up my alley, I love my family I want them all happy in Virginia We smirked at the Simpson trial Yeah, I guess the chase was wild Fuss about, see? Plenty of my partners feeling like OJ. Beat murder like the shit is okay. That's what I do say. Talk the evil that men do. I'm lost in the men too. I miss you, shampoo. We miss you, shampoo. And your grams too. What is going on today? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, gangs? I'm Drew Terrell. With me, as always, Anthony Postiglione. How's it going, guys? And uh, with us for the second time, but our first recording, is Scott Toman. Hey, how you guys yeah, doing? Yeah, the first first recording crapped out, but uh, we're we're back for a second time. Yeah. And I am glad, because our first one went well, and I imagine that our second one is going to do just much, much better. We will yeah. see. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, like <clears throat> always, we're sponsored by uh, DisasterDateNight.com. Go see some uh, movie reviews, get some movie advice, want a little dating advice on movies. It's all there. So DisasterDateNight.com. And speaking of movies, a couple one one new movie coming out that I wanted to talk about is the movie Hannah. Have you guys have you guys uh, heard about this movie? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I've seen the previews for it. Now, I was originally a little suspect. It was going to be suspect. It was going to be one of those movies I was going to see what the critics were saying, and then I was you know I was yeah, maybe going to see bit. it. Yeah, feel it out a little bit. And I wasn't expecting much, but my entire opinion on that movie changed recently, and that's when I found out that the Chemical Brothers are doing the score, or did the score. Really? Really? Yes, the Chemical Brothers did the entire score. They pulled the Daft Punk, but under the radar... And uh, so it's it's going to be interesting. I've I've listened to some of the soundtrack, and might I say, is it similar it's, to the Daft Punk? How it's very it, like it's, soundtrack. And might I say, it's top in Daft Punk. Ooh, top Daft Punk. I'm going to go see the movie. I'm going to go see the movie ju- based on the score because the score really? is fantastic. Yes, that good. Yeah, it's 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 uh, much more upbeat than the Daft Punk score. The Daft Punk score, you could tell. I mean, it was a score which is supposed to be background music, but the the score that the Chemical Brothers did, you can tell it's going to be in you know a fast paced, entertaining movie because the you know there's some songs where the beat is just like it's almost like a chase scene. You can tell like all right, this is where yeah. something you know this is where something big's happening. Yeah. But uh, and and it's the funny thing. As soon as I figured that out the other day online. Uh, the commercials now at the end of the commercials say score by the Chemical Brothers, directed by Joe Wright. Did they? Uh, do you think it was that 
a widely known thing, or do you think they like? Uh, it just might have been widely that? known, but if it was widely known, I'm shocked. I didn't. I know feel about like it. you. Yeah, I hate I to like be. I hate to be the one that. that like. Oh, I would know about it, but I mean, I do write for a movie website, and I I do know a lot about you know DJs. Yeah, no, you're pretty big into movies. Well, plus the whole you know the DJ scene. I'm surprised I yeah. didn't know that, that that was the next project for the Chemical Brothers. Yeah, Scott, are you going to go see uh, Hannah? I'm thinking about it. You know, now that you actually said that, uh, I'm kind of convinced as well. In fact, after the show, I'm probably going to check out some of the uh, soundtrack stuff. Yeah, definitely but go I... check out the soundtrack. Uh, I might uh, edit in. Uh, you know what? I will. I'll edit in a little bite right here. Anthony, remind remind me to put that song in later, okay. so I do not make this sound like a stupid part. If there's no song there, just know that I forget. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I, I will. I'm, I'm excited. It's, it's I'm excited to you know hear about it. Now, what about the storyline, though? I mean, Eric Bana, you know, well, Eric Bana actually has a small role in the movie, from what I understand. What I understand is Eric Bana plays Hannah's. You know, and uh, I forgot the actress's name who plays Hannah, but she was the the prote- or the she was the girl in Lovely Bones, which was a stupid, stupid movie. But uh, I, th- was, I heard that was good, though. No, no, Lovely Bones was Peter Jackson, and it was it's it's a very famous novel, from what I understand. Maybe I could I might I might be wrong. I think it's a novel, though. But it had huge hype, and it was one of those movies that was getting like Oscar buzz before the movie had even been seen. And the movie turned out to be terrible. Huh. Stanley Tucci. It, Mar- it was one of Mark Wahlberg's miss movies. You know, Mark Wahlberg, oh, every God. movie he does is hit or miss. He either hits it and it's a bang, like The Fighter, like in Boogie Nights, which is a fantastic movie. Scott, have you mm-hmm. seen Boogie Nights? I actually, you know what, for the first time, I saw Boogie Nights this past summer, and I can't believe I had ever, like, for so long missed out on that. I love that movie, man. Scott, yeah, I was going to say, that. that's one of my, the same thing here. I, I saw uh, about a... About six or seven months ago, for the very first time, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, <laughs> Boogie Nights is fantastic. But anyways, Mark Wahlberg, hit or miss. You know, he's uh, in The Departed. He had a great part in The Departed that he was actually the happening. happening. Yeah, it was his first. Uh, well, that's what we're gonna. That's the other. That's the other side of Marky Mark. The happening. The happening. That was, with, that was what? such a terrible movie. No, we're not gonna yeah. kill you. What? No. <laughs> that was. 
That was a whole. That was look at, that was if so you've never seen hilarious. the clip in the happening, so look up Mark Wahlberg is very convincing on YouTube, and you'll get some some grade A acting from Marky Mark. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know he's a good actor. No, yeah, but so Mark Wahlberg's hit or miss on all of his shit. Yeah, uh, and he, he missed in the Lovely Bones. But anyway, it's the it's the the young actress plays Hannah. Eric Bana plays her father, and. I guess her father leaves her or something, but she ends up being on her own, and then she gets captured by the government, and one of the government heads is Kate Blanchett, who is a an excellent actress. She's one of my favorite actresses, just for pure acting, in my opinion. Uh, especially in the movies. Uh, well, she won the Academy Award in The Aviator, which was very deserving, but also in Benj- in The Curious Case of Great Benjamin movie. Button. Great movie. Yeah, yeah. The Aviator is a fantastic movie, and I really liked The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, too, and she's fantastic in that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so yeah, Hannah, it's, it'll be an interesting movie. I'll, I'll have the review up on DisasterDateNight.com after I go see it, but that's enough about DisasterDateNight.com. Uh, one of the things that we talked about last time, uh, other than disasterdaynight.com, is the website, is it rottenfrags.net? Yes, sir. Rotten excuse me, rottenfrags.net. And mm-hmm. uh, this is a website that Scott Toman and a friend of his are uh, have started and are working with. Why don't you tell us about it, Scott? Well, basically, you know, my friend uh, Chris and I, you know, big video game nerds like we are, and and you know, I'm now I'm no exception. I mean, you know, it, I like my video games, but really, in the past year, I kind of delved into the industry side of it, and at Chris through work, and um, we both have real passion for it, and he's a comp science major, and he's working on coding and all that stuff, and web design, and and you know, I've dabbled a little bit, but not too much and i'm always you know up for a new hobby and so we're like well let's make a website about you know doing vi- video game reviews and let's try a new spin on it you know uh you know aggregated video game reviews similar to that of rotten tomatoes thus the name rotten frags but yeah. um you know really it's uh it's just kind of at the moment it you know obviously we'd want it to be something but at the moment it's a real passion project we're really trying to get it off the ground uh we're trying to literally like 20 different things at once on our you know on our server so you'll see if you go to that, what you see next week might be different from what you see tonight or tomorrow or when, whenever people go look at it. So, and, and you know, it's 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 really uh, I've learned a lot and I'm enjoying it too, which is really important, you know. Uh, and it's kind of helped me expand like my gaming knowledge, yeah. so to speak, which I really like. But it's it's been a real fun. Um, yeah, and that's one of the things. That's uh, one of the things I've noticed with DisasterDay.com. I've only been doing it with uh, my friend, or friends of mine, Doug Byro and Roxanne Wilder, uh, for since about October. And it's really, it, it's not uh, something huge right now. It, it has, it is, it is getting bigger and bigger actually. But uh, it, it's still just one thing to. It's fun to do because I, I love watching movies, and I've always, I, I love voicing my opinion. On yeah. uh, certain movies, because I like to say I have good movie taste. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'd say you would. I say you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Scott. <laughs> but you know, it's um, in regards to video games. The thing is, is that <clears throat> you know, some people may feel, and you know, again, even I felt this way when we first started. Like websites like this are kind of a dime a dozen, but at the same time, like. 
today with it's so simple to get started then why not do it you know that's yeah. kind of the way yeah why not take the risk yeah why not yeah it's yeah. it's everything's so simple plus uh i mean there really you know, there really is uh you know business opportunities out there i mean as long as you stick with it and as long as you the more information you post and the more effort you put into it it's guaranteed to make more money just yeah. from an advertising standpoint alone uh just using using uh AdSense for we don't use AdSense on our blogger. And by the way, our blogger we just got we haven't announced since since the last time we record is Podchats, the name of the podcast Podchats dot blogspot dot com b o l g s p o t. I know that was very weird spelling rhythm, <laughs> strange spelling rhythm, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is b l o g s p o t dot com. So, yeah, podcast at blogspot.com. But my, <laughs> I'll, I'll actually, this will be interesting. Right now, my roommate has just brought back his date. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I can do a little play-by-play action. Again. No, I'm, I, okay, sorry. This is going to sound uh, really loud on the podcast. I've been talking way too close to my microphone, and I apologize <clears> to all of you listening because I need to back up off the microphone. I know it's causing distortion. Anyway, back to like talking about how yeah, easy I know, it sorry, is. I, I mean, you, video games you can only you can only. Uh, I mean, you can get a domain name for what ten bucks a month. I yep. mean, we're paying we're paying seven ninety nine no. a month. You know, yeah. if, if you if you get a blogs a blogger uh, website for ten dollars a year, you can get the blog spot removed. Yeah, you can just get it to be any domain name you want. Yeah, and if you make in like I said, and like I was saying before, with Google AdSense, they automatically place ads on your on your site that are uh, related to your content, and that includes oh. your posts and everything. And oh, I'm, nice. sure, I'm sure you can do that on other websites like. Uh, like WordSense or WordPress, but I know Google AdSense is great because, and that's why it's on blogs. Blogger is because bloggers owned by Google. Yeah. And uh, but it, and they don't tell you how much they pay, but they uh, they give you a certain amount of uh, money per clicks on ads. Really. Mm-hmm. And it does it automatically. So that's why I was saying the more content, and it, it's I wouldn't start it and you know <clears throat> sign up for something like that until you generate contact and generate some viewers. Yeah. But the more content you rack up, the easier it is for ad, you know ads to be placed. You know, exactly, man. My, my brother has been doing web design for a long time, and he does it both professionally and for his own personal things. And you know, something he's like the one thing I've learned from all of it is that content is king, man, out in the internet world. You absolutely, know, absolutely. Yep. The more information, the better. <clears throat> By far, exactly. As long exactly. as you don't, as, as long access. as you don't uh, make it dis, uh, unorganized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has un- to look un- right, un- yeah. Unorganized and too much content is terrible. But having yeah. a content in an organized, clean fashion, now that's where it's you know, it's a positive. Yeah, and you know, again, like Anthony was saying, the cost of doing it. I mean, at the end of the day, let's say a year from now. You know, it doesn't work out. Hopefully, it does. But you know, yeah, your it doesn't work out. I'm not even. We're not even a hundred dollars in the hole and split two ways. That's fifty bucks a per. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. really not that big of a yeah, deal. You get you get all that experience you gained out of it. You yeah, know? it'll always be something that you can say that you uh, yeah. did. Exactly. Even you on can re- say, yeah, I, even I, on I resumes or something, you can say yeah, I wrote for a website for so long that generated you know x amount of viewers. You know, you can be mm-hmm. a little lenient on the 
the numbers, but yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, I heard I heard Disaster Date Night hit a hit a big number recently. Was is that what is that what you're saying to me, Anthony? Uh, yeah. I can't. I can't. I don't want to put out specifics, but yeah, they, we had a quite the amount of viewers. Uh, when was that in January? Yeah, in January, and we're still nice. getting uh, uh, you know a great amount of unique visitors, which is you know the nice thing. Unique visitors is the number that tells you how many uh, different like IP addresses. Yeah. So rather than a person revisiting your website, this is, you know, somebody else, which is where, you know, the positives come in. But, yeah, Saturday night, check it out. I don't mm. want to talk about it. It's, right. you know, promotion. But, yeah. <laughs> Scott, you know, who, you know who I was thinking about the other day? What? I was thinking about Alex Jones the other day. Ooh, oh, Alex Jones. How, how ridiculous that Alex Jones is awesome. <clears throat> You know, Alex Alex is an interesting character. I, I listen to him uh, mostly, actually, 90, I, 100% for entertainment because he oh, flips. Yeah, no. and there's, say, there's nothing like an Alex Jones flip out. I tell you, he, never he heard He goes it. nuts on people. If you guys are listening at home and can't tell when Scott Toman gets excited about a subject, <laughs> notice the, the raise in volume by about 10 <laughs> notches. <laughs> That's when you can tell. I apologize. Yeah, dude. No, he's he's, so there's hilarious. no apologies. It's 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 hilarious. I agree with almost nothing he says, but it is quite hysterical. He, hey, I'm all for him, you know, trying to figure shit out. Him and Jesse the Body Venture. <laughs> um, yeah, Scott, have you seen that show? Have you seen what? Conspiracy Theory with Jesse the Body Ventura? Oh my god, dude. Did you see if the you one where you dude, did I'm, the, the JF shot? <laughs> I would really love to develop a uh, Jesse the Body Ventura impression. <laughs> I used to have that Jesse the Body Ventura shirt, but I don't know where it went. It was hilarious. <laughs> how dare you lose a Jesse the Body Ventura shirt? I know it was it was this how, shirt. How do you, how do you go, to, how do you go to family barbecues anymore, or like <laughs> he, he was? Or how do you go was, to the uh, carnival anymore? What do you wear? <laughs> I know I have to find something else. But he it was from when he was running for governor, and it just had a big picture of him, and it said. Jesse the Jesse Ventura, Minnesota's governing body. <laughs> oh my god. I would buy that shirt on the spot. I know, it was unbelievable. It was uh, awesome. Speaking I, of, that. I think it might be him. Speaking of res, pro wrestling, um Drew, Drew, did you happen to see the premiere of Tough Enough this past week or not? I had I did not. I, I, I heard recently that they were doing uh new Tough Enough, which is if you guys don't know, Tough Enough is WWE's like reality show of who can be the next WWE star. And yeah. it has it's been gone for a very long time and I guess it's back. Oh god. It was pretty cool. Oh, I mean it? I saw the original one, but it was pretty cool when it first came out from what I understand. <laughs> it was actually pretty like a really good show. I mean back in the day I probably like back when I watched wrestling I watched um probably a couple of seasons of that show of Tough Enough. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it, nowadays, like I'm watching it, and it's like, God, they've got they've got the former or the current Miss USA, about four or five dudes that you can tell are straight out of OVW, and then uh, you know, so they're gonna, probably going to get developmental contracts anyways, and then or they already have them, and then like just these other random dudes that you just like wonder where the hell they got them from, and you're just like, oh my God, and then Stone Cold Steve Austin running the whole show, <laughs> and then Stone Cold Steve Austin, how old is that guy? I don't know, but he just can't walk away. <laughs> man, man, he's he's. I think he. I feel like he's so old. You know who else I feel is really old? How old do you guys think Britney Spears is? 
Britney Spears is... How old do you guys think she is? She is... Uh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I bet she's 29. <laughs> Did you look that up? Nope. How old do you think she is, Scott? Um... She is twenty nine. <laughs> yeah, dude. She's twenty nine. God sure. damn! How good am I? I'm pretty sure. You know I'm pretty I sure. You I'll cheat tell you. Through. I swear to God, I didn't cheat because I was I was doing the math in my head. I was thinking in 1998 she was a, probably about sixteen years old. So I'm like, add the two years to twenty or to to two thousand. That's eighteen plus eleven. That's twenty nine. Yeah. I was talking to someone the other day, and I could, and they asked me that question, and I thought she was like thirty-eight or something. I mean, I feel like she's been through so much, and so I feel like that just makes her seem no, so much She hasn't even hit her thirties. That's insane. Yeah. Now, how? I, I think we, dis- yeah, we discussed this. Uh, we might have discussed this on the first podcast. Have how old Brad Pitt is? Oh man! And <laughs> no, not only not only Brad Pitt, but uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, he's Johnny Depp. Super old. Johnny Depp is almost fifty. And, and he's still doing like Pirates of the Caribbean and shit. Yeah, and Brad Pitt yeah. is forty-seven. God, he sure looked young for like whatever age he was. He was he was like probably forty-five, forty-four when he filmed Curious Case of Benjamin Button. And I know it was CGI, but goddamn, did they pull off that CGI? Wait, how how old is how old is Brad Pitt? He's forty-seven years old. Are you fucking me right now? I am not fucking you, <laughs> sir. I am, I am anything but fucking you right now. Holy shit, he's 47 years old. 47 years yeah, old. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Good God. He's only, th- he's only three years younger than Colin Firth. Who's looking good for 50. Yeah. Let's give him that. Colin Firth, great actor. Great actor. Fantastic actor. In the <clears throat> speech, he was... Pretty unbelievable. Jeez. Speaking of Britney Spears, though, uh, you know what's funny? That that girl came out of the uh, Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah Which, no, she no, was no. in there with Justin Timberlake and Christina Aguilera. <laughs> yeah, that thing was like a factory of famous people. That like, thing was a factory of future like sluts. <laughs> <laughs> Christina Aguilera. What happened to Christina Aguilera? Is She's she still... still very popular. Really? She sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, didn't she fuck it up though? Oh, she fucked it up. Yeah, that's what I thought. She that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Up. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Oh well, she she you know what she's known for? She's known more for like when she wore that like deep throat t shirt or whatever. She's known for more for being a skank than she'll ever be known for fucking up the national anthem. Probably for being, uh, for being an absolute whore. <laughs> Probably. Hey, Christina, I still love you, but you were a bit of a skank. <laughs> Got a great voice though. She she does. She's much better voice than Britney Spears. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah man. Okay, so since it's been like it, it was the first real nice day of the year, pretty much. Um, today, there's been. I don't know if you guys have this, but wait, wait, wait. Uh, this is de- that was definitely not the first nice day of the year. I might say. Okay, well, I mean. We had like winter, and then our weather's been doing crazy stuff. Where it'll be forties one day, and then eighty the next. It was doing nut stuff, but today was just like a nice seventy-five degrees, and it's supposed to be nice the rest of the week. So, like, people are about on campus today, and I don't know if you guys have this on your campus, but on our campus, we have this guy 
who always comes and just does all this crazy Bible preaching. Oh, for we have hours. about we have about ten of those for hours. Yeah, man, at ASU <laughs> for just, sure, and we people, got all of them. And students just argue with them. Yeah, no, yeah, there there are there are like live debates of students <laughs> like screaming at these Bible preachers and these Bible preachers standing on their soapboxes. Yes, and they still are soapboxes. They're not regular boxes anymore. They're still using soapboxes <laughs> like they were in the 1920s. They were standing on their soapboxes, and uh, they like they'll just argue with these fucking people. And then there's there's like Palestinian like uh, you know protests there. There's everything that you can imagine. Jeez. Oh God! You know what I'm really not looking forward to? I feel like this is going to happen. I feel like next year, since it's going to be an election year, I feel like every college campus is just going to be onslaughted with like you know, like you need to vote. Yeah. All this crap. I feel like we're just going to yeah. get hit with so much of that stuff. ASU is probably not going to be able to get the presidential <clears throat> debate again. Really? I mean, they had it for McCain and Obama, so I wouldn't imagine they're going to do it again. Yeah. Well, you know, at, at Maryville, again, I'm a little jaded. And, you know, yeah. 50,000 50, people at SU and 20,000 at Mizzou or whatever it is. Yeah. And 3,000 at uh, at Maryville. But, no, our big problem is we have hecklers, like people who will try to get you to do magazine subscriptions and try to get you oh, to... Oh, man. <laughs> okay, does anybody else just... Uh, <laughs> anybody else think of Orlando... Uh, yeah, Orlando Jordan. Is that his name? Not Orlando Jordan. <laughs> Orlando what, Orlando Jones? I think that's the actor's name. Orlando Jones in Office Space when he is the uh, magazine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's selling magazines in Office Space. Oh, yeah, that is yeah. a hilarious scene. Yeah. Hilarious movie, but hilarious. I had one of those guys come up to my, like, come to my apartment one night. Hello. Last semester. I used to be hooked on crack cocaine, but now I'm making a better life for myself. <laughs> yeah, one of those magazine sales guys come to my apartment last semester. It was yeah. so obnoxious, he wouldn't yeah. go away. We I, we had one uh, come to our house last year. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. Like, yeah, man, trying, I just got out of the state penitentiary, you know, trying to stay out. Ha 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 Like, what? Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, the ones the ones that are at Maryville are like, hey, guys need a summer job, pays $15 an hour. And they'll be like, you know, the, all the people walk up to them and be like, oh, wh- what is it? You know, what is it? And they'll be like, oh, y- you paint. And then they'll like, but you you got to give us your, your, your phone number and your email address and your mailing address before we can tell you anymore. Oh, yeah, no, that happens all the time. They'll, someone will be like, oh, somebody, you want a, piece, well, you want a free piece of pizza? I, wanna th- I think somebody at Shamanad got hooked into that and, like, sent an email to everybody. Oh, man. Like, a, one of the students or, like, on Facebook or something, like, got hooked in. He's like, hey, guys, I'm I'm doing this painting thing, and I need, like, four people. Like, it's like, well, yeah. you just got hooked into a pyramid scheme, buddy. Yeah. <clears throat> that would suck. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so you know how there's a whole bunch of nut stuff going on in the world right now? Uh, there's some mediocre stuff going on, yeah. <laughs> I was reading this article the other day about how apparently there's starting to be an uprising in Mexico now. Yeah. You Mexico is, we talked about this on the last podcast, Mexico <clears throat> is dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. If we need to be at war in Anywhere, we do not need to be war in Iraq, we do not need to be at war in Afghanistan, and we definitely don't need to be at war in Libya. 
But we need to maybe consider maybe so consider up. what's going on down south. Mexico is so corrupt; it's unbelievable. Ooh, what do you the think? And hmm? what is Apparently, it? Is run by cartels, and there's some yeah, pretty much taken over by drug cartels. Yeah, basically, and they have their own police force and shit. <laughs> yeah, the police force is yeah. hired. The police force is paid by the drug cartels, and there'll be. There'll be there's there's cars that will just like pull people over on the side of the road, like pull American vehicles over, and then just just like kidnap them. That's ridiculous. Yeah, the guy who started the uprising, he's this journalist who one of his sons was killed. Like one of his sons and a bunch of his friends were strang- just strangled in their car. And so yeah, he's starting this organized like uprising in Mexico. I think that that's that's a real scary idea if we don't intervene there. I think because I yeah. mean I feel uh, like, I, 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 feel like I, the I cartels would totally be a part of that uprising. The cartels are not America. going to care. They're just gonna. They're probably just gonna. Like, they're gonna kill like they, more people. The cartels are just gonna be like brutal. Yeah, I well, feel like this is gonna. We need to get fun. our heads out of our asses and get the fuck out of the Middle East and get the fuck into Mexico. <laughs> that is scary. If some like big uprising happened. For the sake might, of their own country, man. Like even yeah. for the, you know, it's 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 a third world country because of the fucking you know, drug cartels. And this is gonna sound a little going back to Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> think, I mean, think about the repercussions if we were to occupy New Mexico. I mean, my my brother and I actually had this uh, conversation <laughs> about this. New Mexico, or I meant Mexico. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> think about it though man like if if american soldiers were to set foot on mexico like how that would affect like just that that'd just be a major like i think it'd be ultimately be a good thing because i agree with you drew but at the same time like we'd have a lot there'd be some very tough times to get the thing first you know oh yeah yeah i mean it would be be absolute absolute shitstorm. like basically like you know my brother mexico you know the government if is on the verge of collapse, basically. Yeah. And if it were if it were to collapse, we'd have no choice but to go in and occupy it. You know what I mean? Like to maintain our trade, <clears throat> yeah. order everything. So uh, you know, no, Mexico needs to. There needs to be something to, uh, <clears throat> going on there. All right, uh, I think this is a good point in the podcast to uh, take a break. So we'll be right back with more uh, pod chats with uh, Anthony Postiglione. Guests at Coleman and Drew Terrell. We'll be right back. Small chick with a fat ass. Did I say that out loud? Let me backtrack. I know my game ain't that bad. Have you ever made out with a gap ad? And girls want what they can't have, so I don't text back when the screen flash. You love me? You mean cash. Need a friend you can fuck? I could be that. Crush girls now. Couldn't last year. Oh, you like me now? Well, that's weird. Last year, you were chilling with Lil Wayne. Now you want to pretend like my feelings are still the same? My work is my playtime. I need you to understand and to stay fine. Do this and I just might wipe you. Let me poke you, ma. Write you. Fuck your life. I don't really think I drink enough tonight. Looking at you, make me want to fuck for life. Lame ass dudes gonna suck tonight. But some of these girls, am I wrong or right? Girl, do something to me. Nah, baby, you way too hood for me. Y'all girls have never been good for me. Watch a nigga take all my mutiny. I wanna fuck with the lights on. Hey, girl, let a python slide on. Stay sick, infect me, Lysol. I'm on the edge. They hoping that I might fall. I'm making 
work, I'm running with a new crew And we do dope shit you ain't used to For me, by me, fuck boo-boo This girl never heard of me, go and check YouTube I got a house with a dope view See the ocean, dope shit, you in 06, I'm in 02 But enough about high school, I'm getting laid Or I'm getting lied to You my stand-in Cameron, let me be your A-Rod You number one in the pack, base guy Should I say something dumb to give us something to fight about? Never mind, lights out all right we're back welcome back to uh pod chats that was insert artist here and song here <laughs> maybe i'll re-record maybe i'll record <laughs> robot voice over that and whatever i song <coughs> i pick in the middle <clears throat> i'll make but yeah we're back and we're here with uh, yeah. Scott, and uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, it was a funny story today, was that I was in uh, FYE, because I was trying to find a Blu-ray that I was wanting to buy. Mm-hmm. And uh, FYE, you know how FYEs are, they're kind of like blockbusters, More people are more familiar with blockbusters. Like, they sell movies and like video games and everything, but in the middle of the store, they have these like islands where they sell weird shit, like candy and like stuffed toys and stuff you know shit mm-hmm. and in fye it's it's they actually do sell more things they sell like posters and they sell like t-shirts but they have stands and one of the stands that struck me as really surprising to see was an angry birds stand where <laughs> they had stuffed animal birds that were the 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 did they have the pigs shape. too I uh, I'm pulling up the photo. I'm gonna post this photo on the blog right after we uh, were done recording. But they had stuffed birds. They did not have the pigs. They had little stuffed bird keychains, and then they had big red hoodies with a bird's face on it. Oh my god! Who would wear that? A lot of people. A lot of people would wear that. I don't understand the obsession with this game. I have it. I mean, it's fun. I play it one time. I play it one time. I'm stuck on some levels. Like, I'm stuck on some later levels. I've almost beaten it. Yeah. I'm satisfied. Never pick it up again. Yeah, no. Worth $1.99 or whatever it costs. Worth a playthrough. But I'm not sitting here obsessed. I wouldn't pay, like, 99 cents to to cheat on the level. You can pay 99 cents to essentially cheat. Seriously? (laughs) Yeah, it just, like, goes to the next level. Oh my god! And you can use it like once an hour. Mm-hmm. That's Jeez. ridiculous. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. But no, people are obsessed with that game, and I, I just, I just can't believe that the, uh, an an app, an application made for the iPhone, made for phones in the Android market, the iPhone in the Android market, could become a f- selling for a dollar ninety nine. Could become to, so big to the point where they can do merchandising, <laughs> including hoodies. I was talking to my roommate earlier, and he was making the argument that um, in a few in a few years, your phone will be the ultimate like mobile gaming platform. Like it'll be better than the 3ds and like the PSP. Mm, uh, you know, that, that could be the very. I've heard, <clears throat> I've heard rumblings of that uh, in the gaming industry about how the future of gaming altogether is the handheld platform. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Yeah, I agree. With, I disagree with that. People are still going to buy big ass TVs, and yeah. people still want something to do on their big ass TVs, which is mm-hmm. consoles. Yeah. So, of anything, console is the future. I'd say you know because three D technology. Yeah, 
3D technology is already... I have a couple of P- PlayStation 3 games, and I have mm-hmm. played play 3D PlayStation 3 games. Let me tell you, it looks cool. Well, I mean, uh, they have that 3D. It does, now, it does hurt there's... your eyes a little bit. You do notice. I thought I, I was like, oh, it's not going to hurt my <laughs> eyes. I'm a hard ass who has mm-hmm. the, you know, I have terrible eyes. But it did hurt my eyes after a little bit. Yeah. But well, like, uh, they, already is, have, cool. they already have, like, the Nintendo 3DS and they, um, the next Evo phone is going to be a 3D phone like screen. And you can take 3D video with it. Yeah, yeah, like, dude. Uh, 3D is yeah. definitely the ne- the next technology. Phones are getting pretty. It's already it's already the new technology, but it's they're about to come out with dual core phones. So basically, they're about to come out with phones that are more powerful than the first laptop we you know all. I'm had. telling you, dude. In in ten years, there's not going to be standard <laughs> definition anymore. It's only going to be oh, HD, no. and then the next yeah. HD is going to be 3D, and then there'll be something after 3D. Yeah. What would be after that though? Holographic. Uh, holographic. You think? Yeah. yeah. And another big technology that they're uh, big, like like even beyond 3D, is this like the flexible the flexible yeah flexible mm-hmm. LED systems. It's like a oh piece yeah, those of things are cool. Screen, you know? Yeah, a bendable screen. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then like That'd also cool. real uh, real time like flat surface screens like. <clears throat> Uh, a TV, like your mirror, and it'll be a normal thickness of a mirror, like in your bathroom, and you'll be able to touch it at a certain point, and it'll just come on. Like there'll be it pixels embedded in it that are electrified or whatever, you know? Yeah. Cool, you know, I think at least. No, that, that is cool. Definitely cool. Oh, yeah, no, technology is getting pretty insane with some of this stuff it can do. That's for sure. I don't know, though. I don't think that handheld's the total way to go. I think that maybe phones, I could definitely see phones you know, taking away sales from your PSP and your your Game Boys, you know? Yeah. But. It's because more people, not enough people have <clears throat> enough to get both. And I know. they're going to have a phone before they have a handheld. Absolutely. So if, if it's a choice of, hey, can I get a $300 phone, <clears throat> a $300 handheld, or a shitty phone and a not even a shitty handheld, like an old handheld. They're yeah, the, nin- nice the Nintendo 3DS. Nintendo 3DS is, uh, I think it's like 350 bucks. I think it's the launch price. That is unbelievable. You know, and that's smart marketing, dude. That thing costs like n- not nearly that much. Let's yeah. see. Oh, no, no, no. I lied. It's, it's 250 That's dude, still pretty expensive still for pretty a handheld. still pretty expensive for a handheld, dude. That's, yeah. that was, that's what the Wii opened up at. The Wii. Yeah, that's... That's opened ridiculous. up at two hundred fifty dollars, and a handheld. Whew, I guess that's, uh, that's hefty. That is hefty. If you have to have it, supposedly they're like, "Well, if you gotta have it, then get it." But and I mean, all the games are like forty or fifty bucks each. They're not that's cheap unbelievable. Games. Yeah, no, they are some forty dollar handheld games. That's fucking crazy, in my opinion. I know, right? I know. <clears throat> it's unbelievable. Yeah. Stupid games these days. Yeah, I know. Well, so, anyways, guys, I, I, one thing I wanted to also talk about, besides my Angry Birds story, was that I want to talk about the the act of lucid dreaming. Now, do you guys okay. know what lucid dreaming? Both of you guys know what lucid dreaming is. Yeah, I've uh, I've heard the term. Like, <laughs> okay, so lucid dreaming is when you dream and you realize that you're dreaming. Okay. And you can actually do whatever the fuck you want in the dream. You can control it. 
Sorry to get all Inception. Maybe I should play some background like Hans Zimmer. <laughs> you should like, have, you should have I, that I like should, burr. Right, so I'll play that in the background. So anyways, <laughs> lucid dreaming is the act where you know you're dreaming inside the dream. Then you can control the dream by knowing it's a dream. And uh, has that ever happened to you, Scott? Uh, I've had times when I'm What's funny though is those those moments when I realize it's a dream, I either a like I don't want to wake up and I do wake you know I wake up and I wake up feeling like I really didn't want to wake up because it was a good mm-hmm. dream, mm-hmm. or when, at the moment I realize it that's when I wake up and I like you know yeah it is hard yeah it is hard Anthony, um it's never happened to me but I do have a I have a theory about um. Uh, dreams and stuff like okay. you know when. Uh, well, hold on, hold on one second. Let me let me finish about losing. Okay, yeah. Dreaming. You keep going. So, I, I the reason I bring it up is because I had had one time in my life prior to uh, having a lucid dream, and then in the past like two and a half weeks or so, I've had three lucid dream. I was reading about it like a I don't know <laughs> two months ago, three months ago because I had like I don't know I read some article online. <clears throat> And then I started reading about it, and they said one of the ways you can try to, you know, enable a lucid dream is by is you you go to a door when you leave your room or something, you knock mm-hmm. on it three times and say I'm not dreaming. And the reason you say that is because if you get used to that, if you're in a dream and you see a door, and if you, you and you might uh, your brain will think like knock on it. And you knock on it, and you say, "I'm." And you, it, when you knock on it, your hand goes through because there's nothing to knock in dreams. Your your hand would just you you won't feel anything. Hmm. And then so, you so so you that's when you realize you're dreaming. Now I've only done that once, and I I'm pretty sure it wasn't three times. I think it's two times, and I might I might have had one like a couple months ago, if I if I remember. But no, yeah, and I've I've done that once where I knocked on something. And I said, I'm, I realized I'm dreaming, and then I, for a, a sec- couple of seconds, I had a lucid dream, and then I woke up. Because it's very hard to, to stay in the dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Anthony, uh, what what is your opinion on dreams? Okay, well, it's not, like, so much about total dreams, but, okay, so you know the feeling of deja vu, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... A couple of times throughout my life when I've felt feelings of deja vu, I could have sworn that the reason I was feeling that feeling of deja vu is because I saw, you know, that scenario happen in a dream. Like one time when I was younger, I uh, had this dream that I was playing. I was at one of my friend's house and we were just like playing with some of his toys or whatever up in his room, and then I've never been to this kid's house before, and then later on I went to his house and, like, the exact same thing happened in the room and everything. So, I don't know. I don't no, know if there's dude, some let me tell you about this. connection between One of the that. the weirdest uh, dream things in my life, in my life, that I can remember, mm-hmm. just one of the weirdest things in general in my life, was I remember having a nightmare when I was, it was, I was a little bit older. I mean, I was, like, probably, like, 12, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it, but around then, but I had a, I was probably younger, but I had a nightmare that, uh, these two, uh, neighbors of mine, these two, like, 
boy neighbors that were like across the street. They were younger than me. They were like a couple years younger, and they were mm-hmm. annoying as fuck. I, I hate. I didn't hate them. I shouldn't say that, but they were annoying as fuck. Yeah. So, and I had this nightmare one time that they like they. I remember the exact route. It was in my. I I was dreaming. There. I was. Uh, it was like I was seeing over them almost. They were in my backyard with like guns and then they were like hiding from tree to tree and I was either like being chased. I don't know. It was vague because it was a dream but they had like had guns and then they chased me up to my like my driveway and they like killed me or whatever. Like I said, it was a nightmare. <laughs> so uh, about – and I remembered that nightmare uh, for some reason and then about two weeks later on a we- weekend, it was like during the summer so you're always like outside and whatever. I remember we were, I was in the kitchen and my dad was like on the porch and then I peek out the window and I see those two motherfuckers in my backyard what? hiding behind trees. Now they're obviously not what? holding guns but hiding behind trees. They were younger. I promise this is all true. So many people are going to say bullshit on this but I, I swear to God I'm usually not the person to make up weird stories. Would you say that Anthony? Yeah, yeah, for no, sure. I, 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 yeah. I call, I call bullshit on everything. But I swear to God, this is true. I see those motherfuckers, and then they, they go from tree, and I'm freaking out. Ima- imagine me. I had a nightmare that I remembered. I'm freaking in my mind. So I'm like going up to my dad. I'm like, oh, get the, I'm like, what are they doing here? I'm like, get them out. Like, why they're here? And he's like, they're like, they're fine. They're just playing or whatever. And he's, I'm like, get them out of here. Like, I'm like, I, why? I fucking, and I was really upset. So mm-hmm. I like, I just remember, I stayed in the house. And then they go – I we go out on the driveway after they like leave. I, they go up and they go up my driveway and I guess they leave. And then mm-hmm. we, I, me and my my sister goes out on the driveway to do something and she goes – she's like, what the fuck? Is, she didn't say fuck but she's like, what is this? And there's this like – there's like this newspaper that's like held down with rocks and it has like – it's crossed out with like an X and it's like a lady's <laughs> face or something. What? Yeah, it was a lady's face in like a newspaper, and it's like crossed out with an X. Swear to God, this is true. So imagine <laughs> how I'm freaking out. They literally, it was like they literally behind my backyard, and that was like two weeks later. That's creepy. It, it was one of the, it's the one of the weirdest deja vu coincidence things I've ever had in my life, and that's what made me think when you brought up the fact of deja vu and dreaming. Deja vu is a really I weird totally, thing. After that experience, I totally believe in that. Yeah. So, I mean, I know, but deja vu is deja vu is is really, really interesting to me because it it happens not a lot, but when it does, it feels it's really weird. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing you're and and it's not it's not like oh I feel like I might have been here before. It's like. The pen was sitting the same way. The book was yeah. on the same page. You know, yeah. it's really, really interesting. I think. So, yeah. I wonder what that's caused by. Maybe it's some. Um, I don't know. Maybe it. Who knows? It get it like a. Maybe we're just feeling that way, but it's really just some trigger or something that's setting us off, making us think that we've done it before. Yeah. Who knows? Like, in that moment, your brain like creates a false memory or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows, man. Bring some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Dreaming, Inception. <laughs> you can't mention dreaming anymore without somebody being like, "Oh, Inception." <laughs> that's that's a pretty pretty good movie, it, I on Inception. it was a good movie, dude. Actually, it was. I gave it an eight But I think it was a you know it was clever. 
uh, it's not everything's there. There's some cheesy parts, mm-hmm. but it was clever. I guess it was. It was a very good movie. Yeah, I, read, sure. I read somewhere that Christopher Nolan not only worked on that script for like 10 years, but when he initially pitched it to uh, the studio, mm-hmm. he, he had to like bring in a dry erase board to explain the concept that he was trying to portray, you know, <laughs> like a dream within a dream, you know, and like yeah. the kicks to like get people out and everything. I've never like, heard that. No, that's funny. No, Christopher Nolan. Um, he, I love Christopher Nolan. He's just the, like the b- biggest British snob. <laughs> mm, yes, I drink tea in the morning. <laughs> what? What did you say? Tea in the morning, sir. Tea in the morning, sir. No British people. Arthur. The movie Arthur's coming out soon. I think it's going to uh, yeah, be speak, terrible. Speaking of British people. I think it's going to be terrible. Me too. What is your thought? Both of you. You guys can go one at a time or whatever, but uh, thoughts on Russell Brand in general? He's a very funny stand-up comedian. He was very funny in the movie. I've never seen Get Him the Greek, but he was very funny in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That being <clears throat> said, I don't think he should be, you know, he's, he's blowing up. He's, but, I mean, he's talented. I, I don't know. I, hate, I, I like him, so I can't say I hate him, but I, I do think Arthur's going to be a bad movie. Because I think it's it's just bad writing, unfortunately for him. <clears throat> he didn't write it, you know. He's just acting. Yeah. So and, I, and it's a and it's a remake, mm-hmm. which is whew, you know. Um, I, I've never seen any of his stand up, but I Stand-up's saw both. Pretty funny. I, I, I mean, saw both forgetting Sarah Marshall and I saw get him to the Greek. Get him to the Greek. I don't know. It's, I feel like he's a pretty one dimensional actor, though, as far as roles he can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out for him in the long run. But yeah, I think this Arthur is not going to not going to be too good. Yeah. At all. Yeah. But oh well. Helen Mirren, what is she doing? Yeah. Yeah, really. What is she doing in that movie? What, what is she thinking? She doing? All right. Yeah. Uh, Scott. One of the things we uh, also wanted to talk about before we. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we still got time on the podcast, but uh, you mentioned something about Infinity Ward. Yeah, um, in regards to Rotten for Eggs, and I know, you know, obviously we'd gone off a little tangent there, but uh, with what had happened was, this is just kind of interesting, Robert Bowling, who is the community manager at Infinity Ward, uh, and that's his external title, and his internal title, he's one of, like, 15 creative directors that works directly on the Call of Duty game series. But basically what happened is Chris tweeted at him, and again, this just showcases, and we've talked about this before, showcases the, the usefulness of social media, especially with new business ventures. Oh, uh, yeah, social media is unbelievable. You know, Chris tweeted at him just a simple question. Not even, it actually wasn't even a question. It was just like about, about Robert <coughs> Bowling's, his podcast and how he had subscribed to it. And Bowling responded with, hey, I'd love to have you on the show to talk about your guys' project. And, you know, Chris took it to heart, and that was pretty awesome. I had, we had our own little, you know, fanboy freak out um, that, you know, Robert Bullion had taken the time to tweet yeah, us. Yeah, of back. course, of course, yeah. Uh, but, and anyways, Chris has basically been emailing him uh, and emailed him kind of a layout. And uh, from what I understand, he's got a big list of people that he's putting on his podcast, but we are, but it's not super big. But we are towards the top of it from what we what, from what he says. Again, oh, nice. Just what he says. But we're hoping he says he hopes to have us on 
before uh, before June. So that's his. Uh, yeah, that would be really exciting. G- give Podchat a, sh- a shout out on uh, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but you know, so. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, and that's our that's our video game website. Okay, yeah. and that was uh, Scott Toman. Oh, and by the way, go to uh, Podchat stuff. Yeah, Disa- disasterdatenight.com. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. That's pretty funny. No, yeah, that's pretty awesome. So what are you guys going to talk about? Are you just going to talk about your website or what? It's going to be nerd talk for a straight hour because... Nice. And what's funny about Robert Bowling, his his podcast, if you listen to it, the dude, not only does he work for Infinity Ward, and from what I understand, his job is very demanding. Like, he doesn't get home till like... He claims he doesn't get home until, like, 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, because he's, like... He's the, he's the uh, guy who... I guess not moderates, but he collects all the moderations from the forums by the gamers, like all the complaints, and then condenses them and, and puts that into information that can be expressed to the developers in a proper way to make proper changes. Yeah. But it's just going to be probably nerd talk for, uh, for a good hour. But no, he, uh, he's also an, he, he writes children's books, which is kind of interesting, I thought. That's quite the combination. Dude, I could, yeah. talk, I could talk children's books all day. Berenstein Bears. <laughs> I yeah. love me some Berenstein Bears. All day on Berenstein Bears. I love Berenstein Bears books. Yeah. This yeah. is the best. Bears was awesome. Oh, good <laughs> memories there. Great memories. <laughs> Great memories with the Bears. Yeah. Just Bears living in the city. Nobody was freaked out by the Bears. Remember the, the, the house? I guess they were all Bears, weren't they? Everybody in the community was Yeah, bears. everybody was a Bear. Okay. But you remember that house? That so, wait, wait. Can I, can I say something about the Berenstein Bears? Yeah. Does, that, does that mean that like the bears took over at one point? <laughs> it's Dude, they were they were all like they all lived in trees and stuff, didn't does, they? I think Alex Jones needs to hop on this. <laughs> on the Berenstein <laughs> bear bears. Yes. Yeah. Why is nobody questioning the origin of these bear of this bear community? Exactly. I think they, uh, <laughs> the bear apocalypse. Happened. The bear apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. The bear apocalypse. <laughs> didn't they all live in tree houses though? I don't think I don't think they lived in an actual city. Well, yeah, but they abandoned the city. They, what are bears going to do in a city? Bears don't have anything to do in a city. They just kill the people and then for food and then they leave. I feel like your Berenstein bears though aren't your average bear, Drew. Well, you know the Berenstein bears—they're—they're they're not the warriors, but they're the—they're the, they're the uh, you know home team. <laughs> Whatever you say. Whatever you say. <laughs> Sorry, sorry for my crazy theory on the Berenstein Bears. <laughs> Conspiracy theory on the Berenstein Bears. Yeah. I think they were just wholesome children's books, you know? <laughs> yeah, me too. Don't nope, <laughs> me crazy. No, man. Yeah. Something sketchy behind the Berenstein Bears. Plot and world dominating. <laughs> okay, so I have a question for you guys. Yep. Um, the, other, the other night I got Pizza Hut, and I went and I picked it up, and... Uh, there was a family. There was a bunch of families, and they're actually sitting down for Pizza Hut. Yeah. Now, how do you guys feel about sitting down at Pizza Hut? I, I mean, when do I think it, of but like a lot of people do. Yeah, whenever I think of like a you know wanting to go sit down and get some food, Pizza Hut is not anywhere on that list. I've done it. I mean, I've done it a few times in my life. Yeah, but I mean, it's not really you know what I think of to be like. Well, oh, go, why are you judging me. those people? Maybe those people are just um <laughs> one of those days where they do it a few times in their life. Yeah. Huh, Mister Ginger? Touche. Huh? Touche. Never Touché. thought about it. That Wait, way. What do you think these are regulars? Unless where they're like Tina, I know what you're having. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't like that at all. 
Touche. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> pretty funny actually. You pretty sad. You have to tell me. You have to tell me when you. you have to tell me. <laughs> I'm so dry because I'm getting kind of. I have a cold, so. Sucks. My throat's been killing me all day. Yeah. You have to tell me when you're on that scat so I can listen to it. Yeah. Um. And again, you know, if nothing comes of it, that'd be pretty. Uh. I mean, you know, no big deal. <laughs> But I mean, the dude. From what I understand, the dude is has a very busy, busy job, and uh, but he's still. I mean, you guys, his his. Uh, actually, just to plug his blog, it's called Gamer Geek Gamer Geek Dad dot com, and it's actually Anthony. I think you. You know, I don't know if you'd be interested in it, Drew, but Anthony, I think you definitely would because uh, you have to check that out. Despite, you're underestimating my geekiness. Well, I, you're you're probably right. I apologize. I apologize, <laughs> but. Um, he uh his podcasts are actually really interesting. He he he's interviewed some interesting some very interesting people and like he had one podcast that was about uh how to like if you want to really if you're serious about working in the game industry like what you have to do and he talked with someone who's just who like just got into it through the most random way. And it was kind of a cool story to hear for an hour to hear this guy tell a story about how he got into the industry and it's pretty competitive, stuff. isn't it? Yeah, he said it's really the word he used is volatile, you know, mm-hmm. like very, he's like, and there's no guarantees either, you know, and he couldn't, you know, the, the guy he was interviewing, it was kind of funny because, you know, Modern Warfare 3 is their next big title coming out. Yeah. And the dude was trying to get him to say stuff and, you know, Bowling was getting, mm-hmm. not upset, but Bowling was like, well, I mean, it was like, come on, man, you know, I can't say, you know, like, I can't say anything about that. But, you can't do that to me. But what's funny is the big thing is is that people are saying like, oh, how is Infinity? Because he has talked about he's gotten it. Supposedly, there's been rumors that he's getting in trouble with Infinity War because of this podcast. But I mean, he hasn't really said anything. But and then people are like, well, how would he know anything? I'm like, I'm pretty sure the one of the creative directors. He, I'm pretty sure he knows just about what you know right now. What's probably, going on? Yeah, yeah, just about everything that's going to be on Modern Warfare Three. You know? Oh yeah, probably. I mean, he's. he's <clears throat> Um, I can almost guarantee you he's seeing gameplay at least on a daily basis, you know. So, but that—that that, I just thought that was kind of an interesting aspect to it. But you know, anyways, most definitely. Yeah. But. All right. Yep. We're approaching the end of the podcast. You guys, uh, you guys got anything else it. to uh, add? Um. How about this uh, government shutdown? Yeah, it's pretty nuts, dude. It's all just politics. Countries at, is, countries at the end place. of the day, it's all the same bullshit. It's just scary. Can be scary. I was thinking about watching. Oh, here I got my my last thing I can say. Um, I'm thinking about watching the Inside Job because I hear that's a real good documentary. I am as well going to watch the inside job very soon. Have actually, you seen it, Scott? actually just got it on Netflix a couple weeks ago, and I have to say uh, one of – definitely well-deserving of the uh, – of the. Uh, have you seen Exit Through the Gift Shop? I've heard – no, I've heard – I've seen parts oh, of it. So good. So good. You see Exit so Through good. the Gift Shop. And it's on Netflix, I think. Mind. I think it's Instant Kill on Netflix. It is. It is. What's, what's it about, basically, or – it's about Banksy. Well, it's about no. It's not about Banksy. Technically, Banksy made this movie, and Banksy is the uh, he's like the world's most 
undercover artist of all time. He's an amazing like street artist, artist, but nobody street knows who artist. he is. Nobody knows who he is, and he's an amazing street artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, he made this movie, this documentary, and it's about this guy, this guy named Thierry uh, Gu- uh, Guetta. Ger- Gerard or something like that. Or, yeah. No, Guetta, I think. Yeah. Thierry Guetta. And... Uh, mm-hmm. He's also, and then he—it's—he's a filmmaker at one point, but then he becomes a street artist himself, named Mr. Brainwash, and it's his crazy, crazy story. And it's, it's pretty fantastic. interesting. It's really good. It's really well but made. But then again, I've never seen the inside job, so I'm yeah, I think I'm gonna watch that soon. I mean, the—I'll let you guys know, right? I mean, about the inside job. It, it mm-hmm. um, well, first off, it does an excellent job of explaining the derivatives and exactly what happened there, because that mm-hmm. is some heavy duty, you know, financial, you know, finance theory stuff. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But they they basically dumb it down so you understand what happened. Um and also it's funny because the it's a it's a bit confrontational in a good way though. Like they there's people that the the filmmaker kind of gets in people's not obnoxiously, but he like enters into into logical conversations with these people who are trying to defend the position of these of these, you know, of these, you know, an enormously greedy people that made these decisions, these mm-hmm. investment decisions, mm-hmm. and it's like he's basically, mm-hmm. he proved, you know, in one case, the guy just like kind of gets up and is like, I'm, you know, I regret, you know, like he says on camera, like I regret giving you the time to talk to me, and he's like, well, you know, it's because I basically proved you, you proved you wrong, you know, so it's yeah, I bet, they, I bet they don't take kindly to to like someone <laughs> logically breaking down what they did. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate. The whole thing is because it's it's geared. You know, all that decision was made to make very, very, very wealthy people even more wealthy. So yeah. it, it was just um, it's unfortunate, but it was a good documentary. And to be honest, I walked away like furious. You know, like it was really like it's like how could they think they could do that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, get away with it. Yeah, yeah. the inside job. Well, uh, yeah. Well, let's let's wrap up here. We're just approaching an hour. We don't want to make these people. Even though this has been great conversation and this has been a wonderful podcast, I had fun. Oh yeah, always fun with Scott. Yeah, definitely fun with Scott. And Scott, you, uh, I hope you come back on the podcast, man. Always welcome. You're always welcome on podcasts. You know, I I would love to come on anytime you guys want me to, and we don't. Don't ever, don't ever think we have to talk about video games just because I'm here, you know. <laughs> but so. video game talk is so fun. It is, it is really fun. But you know, I love movies. And Next everything. time you're on the podcast, we'll talk a little Super Mario 64 because I can, uh, <laughs> I can talk about Super Mario 64 for a while. I'm oh, intrigued. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me on, though, guys. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. Once again, uh, that's yeah, Scott always Tobin. a pleasure, Scott. Yes. For Scott Toman, Anthony Postiglione, Drew Taro. Be listening to Podchats. Go to DisasterDateNight.com. Awesome website. Go there. And also go check out our blog yeah, at the- podchats.blogspot.com. What the man said. All right. See ya.